Hello, everyone, and welcome to a show that we are modestly naming The Opinionated Gentleman. I'm your host, Hoot Hobbs, and with me is my producer, Brandon Torres, and my right-hand man, uh, C. Wayne, Colby Klun. I'm on your left. <laughs> you, you missed the point. Either way, welcome to the show. Today, we're going to continue talking about the uh, generational gap and the differences between... Uh, well, I guess the differences that 12 years could make. Uh, so let's get into it. So, uh, and everyone's welcome to kind of do this free form. You know, if you can add in, just please don't talk over each other. You know what I mean? All right, so we've, we talked a little bit about money and how to manage it and how to make your money work for you, you know, especially for you because Colby's 20 years old and you're going to start your life. You know, you're going to get out of your mama's house or, you know, or without a roommate or whatever. You're going to start your life, mm -hmm. uh, potentially the life that will carry into uh, a woman and, you know, career and all this kind of stuff. So you want to make sure you get a good foundation to start on and making your money work for you is the best way uh, to do that, you know. So uh, before we go on to the next thing, I'll just ask you, you know, d is there any more that we didn't touch on that you want to know about, you know, how to, how to make your money work for you, how to, um, I mean, I, I don't know how to budget anything. You got any questions or you think you're pretty well squared away? I'm pretty squared right now. Brandon, I've got, a, I've got a hellacious echo in my headphones. Do you guys have that? <coughs> picks up, yeah. It's strange. I wonder if. I'm going to go ahead. Okay. I, you fixed it, whatever you just did. It was the, the mirror, and it tried to do the mirror. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. He's cracked. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Brandon, you're going to have to edit that. <laughs> sorry, I had to. <coughs> no, I'm, I'm squared for now. The good news is you could leave that in there if you wanted to. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Um, so you're squared away. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. So we'll just move on to kind of some of the more, a uh, little less serious things and some even more serious things to talk about with a generational gap and, you know, overall just kind of growing up. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, I, I've got written down here some the stuff I wanted to talk about and number one being because of the fact that I'm uh, a heavily tattooed individual as I want to talk to you about tattoos and how things were whenever I first started getting them and how things are now, you know, because now I think you would agree with me uh, that, it's just, it's completely acceptable now. Oh, yeah. I Everything. mean, th it does not hold you back from getting a job. It, you know, people don't look at you like, oh, my gosh, you know, stay away from it. Like, like they used to. And it wasn't that long ago that they used to. You know, uh, 15 years ago when I got my first tattoo, like I had, and, and I got a cross tattoo on my right shoulder because I'm that guy. Okay. But I was 18. It was my first tattoo. And like I, now, given at the time, I did not know that it was going to turn into this um, passion that that I have. And and everyone's always like, "Oh, it's so addictive." It's not addictive. It's not like you start fiending for a tattoo. You know, you're not, you know, waking up in a nasty hotel room scratching yourself that I just got to get a tattoo, Daddy. Somebody get me a tattoo. <laughs> you know, but it is addictive in a sense. It does become a passion because where some folks will spend outrageous amounts of money on like a painting or something to hang in their house, right? Okay, so someone does that. That's their art. They're proud. They show it off whenever people come over. Oh, and this is a blah, 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 because I know nothing about art. 
And people are like, oh, my goodness, it's a blah, 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 you know. But yet it, it seems to be not so much now, but, you know, 15 years ago it's completely different, you know. But whenever we, people like me, by we, is, you know, we get our tattoos because it's a, it's a form of self-expression. It is a form of art. And, you know, we, it, like, we, we, we show off milestones of our lives with tattoos. Now, I'm not saying everyone out there has meanings behind their tattoos. Some people go in, look at the flash wall, uh, you know, the flash art on the wall, like that one, and they get it, and they're happy as they can be, and there's nothing wrong with that. That was just never m my thing. You know, I've got a, a my right arm is a, is a full sleeve, and it is literally laid out. I mean, if you could see it right now, it is literally laid out as a nautical <laughs> map, and it has certain milestones um, to my life. Uh, the VOA symbol on my wrist uh, stands for violence of action. It was a, um, a slogan, a mantra, if you will. Uh, whenever I was, in, uh, I was a contractor, you know, an operator, we believed we lived by speed, surprise, and the violence of action. You know, I've got my daughter's name. I've got all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they have special meaning to me, but once again, I, I, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. We'll go back to what I was talking about. Uh, 15 years ago, I got my first tattoo, and you would think that I, like, I don't know, beat someone up in the middle of a crowded parking lot. Like, everyone's like, <gasps> oh, it's so, what? why would he, oh, it's so terrible. Why would he even do that? <laughs> why would you do that? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, it's cool, I guess. And they're like, it's not cool. And I was like, mm, well, I mean, that." I think it is, right? It's pretty lit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's dope, man. Yeah. So, you know, and you, uh, being 20, you've got one, two, three, four. He, four. You have four <laughs> tattoos. Most of them are stick figures. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For now. He, he has uh, Japanese. Says faith. That says faith on his chest. You know, it probably says like ham sandwich, but, you know, we're going to go with faith. Then you have, but th your other three stick figure tattoos I really like. Yeah. Because it's your dad's birth year, mm -hmm. your mom's birth year, and and this is the part I really find to be just super cool on your part. It, you know, uh, fire, lit, no cat. I don't know. I don't know how to use that. Please it worked. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It just, worked. Just stop what you're doing. <laughs> but but you have your stepdad's mm -hmm. uh, uh, day, his his birth year yeah. on you as well because. You know, when after your dad passed away, he really stepped in and, and, and was dad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, good for Philip, good for you. And I'm glad you had that relationship because, you know, honestly, you could have turned out really bad. Because worse. a little kid, and, and I say little, I mean, what you were 13. 13. I mean, in my eyes, yeah, it's a little Definitely. kid, man. Yeah. You, you was a little kid, man. And you could have just let that consume you, and you didn't. Instead, you've gone on to be a. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to. His head's not going to fit through the door on the way out. But you yeah. turned out to be a good young man. And you don't have to tell me. I, I googled his name, and boom, all of the the sports pages popped up with his name on yeah, it. So. Yeah, that's right. Heck of a <laughs> baseball player. You know, he's a good ball. He was a good basketball player too. He was a good football player too. But he was a he was kind of like me. He was a receiver, so <laughs> it didn't it didn't work out real well. You not know, no, no. That's why I didn't ever end up actually playing. You know, I was like, nah. I think I'm just a stick to basketball. But, um, uh, hey, I do got a question, though, about the tattoos. Yeah. How old were you when you got your very first tattoo? Okay, so I, <laughs> how old was I when I got it or when I wanted it? Both. 
Okay, so I decided when I was 15, I decided I wanted a tattoo because all the cool guys had tattoos. You have to understand, I grew up in the age of uh, West Coast Choppers and Monster Girl. So Jesse James uh, was this big influence on me. I mean, I'm a fabricator now. And honestly, I do credit that to my interest in, in Jesse James. I also ride Harley Davidsons. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it goes along with the culture that I was... I found myself enthralled in was tattoos were a part of it. So I wanted to be like the guys that I wanted to be like. So when I was 15, I knew I wanted to get a tattoo. I also grew up in a Baptist home. Uh, and no, <laughs> that just wasn't going to happen. Um, so finally, when I was, uh, I was a week away from turning 18, and I convinced my mom and she was so mad at me, but I convinced her to go in and sign for me to get a tattoo. The problem was that the artist told me, no, if you're under 18, your guardian has to stay with you throughout the whole thing. So that was the get out of jail free card for my mom. She was like, no, I'm not staying. I gotta get back to work, blah, blah, blah. And you know, she was right. But a week later I turned 18 and when I was 18, in fact, on my 18th birthday, I got my first tattoo. All right, Colby, same question to you. How old were you when you got your first tattoo? I was 19. It was in the summer. Last summer, it was in July. Okay, yeah, the, the reason I was asking, though, is because I have uh, nephews, and one's 15 years old, and the other, I believe, just turned 18. Both all tatted up. These kids, they just, that's what they do now. They yeah. Tattoos are no thing to this this current generation they just really are not yeah and see that's that's also something I'd, I, that, that I'm glad you brought up is this like <clears throat> I'm actually really glad that I didn't get my first tattoo until I was an adult you know I'm not saying at 18 I had anything figured out because n believe me if I ever find an 18 year old that has the world figured out I'm gonna be like oh my gosh we should really listen to him and maybe make him president or something you know but uh, <laughs> yikes but uh, <laughs> sheesh but is, am I using that one right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sub substantial amount of cap. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, but the, the, what I'm getting to is this, is that at 18, at least I was able to understand that I was responsible for my decisions at that point. You know, the consequences were mine. You know, if I, if I woke up a week later with a tattoo and I was like, oh, I wish I didn't have this, you know, that was on me. It wasn't on my mom. It wasn't on anyone else. It was on me. So when I see kids, and I do mean kids, I'm talking, I've seen 15-year-olds, all this kind of stuff, with tattoos that their parents will go with them to get tattoos and stuff. Well, a couple things. Um, what you like at 15, what you like at 18, what you like at 20, you know, by the time you hit 30, that, that stuff's not not relevant anymore to your life at all. That's why I always made the decision, uh, or excuse me, I made the decision that I would always get something that had at least some form of meaning to me. And don't get me wrong, I've got tattoos, I've, I've got bad tattoos that, that people wouldn't believe. They're, yeah, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you've seen them, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I meant it like that too, homeboy. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding, anyway. Um, no cap. Yeah, no cap. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I've made bad decisions. And luckily, though, the cool thing about tattoos now 
is that there is no tattoo that's undoable. I mean, the the advances they've made with how to do cover-ups with removal uh, is is incredible. You know, um, I have never had a tattoo removed. As of right now, I've never had one covered. Now, that is going to change soon because I have some bad tattoos that you wouldn't believe that I'm going to have covered by some professional stuff. But, um, you know, I mean, I... Yeah, but at the same time, you just got through saying yourself that when you were young and you first wanted those tattoos, right? even if you had gotten a tattoo when you were 15 years old that represented something with Jesse James and, and that life, you would not regret it to this day. Because like you said yourself, that was so monumental in your life that that would be something you'd be carrying around forever, like a badge of courage. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, at least I would like to think so. Um, you know, I my very first tattoo, like I was telling you about the cross I put on my shoulder, I mean, it's still there. I mean, hell, I'll show you guys right now. I mean, yet the, anyone listening can't see it, but I'll show y'all. I'll wait till we get the Twitch stream up. Yeah. Yeah, they say I, I can show everyone all my tattoos at that point, but maybe not all of them, but, but you know, this, this, this cross right here, mm-hmm. that's all that was there. That is the only thing that was there was just that cross. Um, and hey, I, of course, I saw a picture of me um, on Facebook from many, many moons ago. And it was a picture of me the day after I got that tattoo. So you have to understand, 18-year-old me weighed like 150 pounds soaking wet, and I was six foot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's I was not a, me, 150 pounds. It, yeah, no. no. I'm 5'8". <laughs> yeah, you're 5'8". You're a short dude. 150 looks a lot better on you than it did me. I look like an AIDS victim or something. <laughs> <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean... I don't know, man. Getting back on on subject here is this. Like, I don't think that kids have the... I don't think they've learned enough about themselves to really know what means something to them. Like the understanding of it. Right, right. Or, or just understanding the consequences of it. You know, whenever I first got my first tattoo, a big concern with me was always make sure it can be covered with a T-shirt. Because, you know, if I went in for... Uh, you know, even a, even something as uh, like blue collar, or if I went into a Wendy's, I don't care. You know, I went in to pick up an application from somewhere. I didn't want the bosses to be able to see it mm-hmm. because I was afraid it would cost me a job. Now, given 15 years ago, it might have. I you know, maybe not. I don't know, but but could have. At least that's what I was always being told. So that's what I believed, right? Now, I mean, like I said, I've I've got one arm fully sleeved. Uh, I've got a very uh, large tattoo across my chest. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on sleeving out the other arm. Now, given my situation is a little bit different because I own my own business, so what am I going to do? Fire me? I wish I could. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there are times that I'm like, oh man, if I could only fire me, I'd be getting that unemployment. You know what I'm That's saying, stupid. baby? That stupid brain. <laughs> yeah, it's my stupid brain thinking again. But uh, but yeah, man. So. Basically, I'll quit yammering on about myself, and I'll have you kind of share with me, like, you know, I, I don't care if it's just some of the dumbest tattoos you've seen on on your buddies, that, you know, or people younger than you, or some some dope tattoos that you've seen. What you're wanting to do? Are you done getting tattoos? Are you, are you planning on doing more? You know, I mean, and then you and I can gang up against him because he's in his thirties and doesn't have a tattoo. Yeah, he's a he's a bare skin. My girlfriend's covered in him. Yeah. Or my wife, excuse me. Yeah. Oh gosh, edit that out. Ed, edit, <laughs> edit, wife, 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 wife. Sheesh. 
<laughs> Awkward. All right, so go go ahead, Kobe. Tell, tell me, tell me. I tell you what. Tell me about the worst tattoo that you've seen, like in person. I don't mean on on Facebook because you can find some bad ones on there. Hands down, a Norse compass on your left uh, chest. I'm not gonna say a name, but if you know, you know the legend. Yeah. Di- okay. Did he used to work for me? I believe for so. about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. And cool. then he used to work at the place I worked at for about 10 or 15 minutes. And now he works at a place I used to work at. Yes. And he wants a bike. And he wears chains. He's a mini you. He ain't that dope. No. <laughs> and then I've seen a Louis Vuitton symbol and a spider web like around it and in the middle of a Louis Vuitton on someone's hand. That's pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. That one's pretty bad. Not to be mentioned. Right, I got you. A, a Louis V. So you have a, a Louis V symbol, you know, the old MB on the hand, but with a, are we talking like a traditional spider web? Yeah, like, a, like the circle. Yeah, and that's like super dark with, okay, so it's like a prison style tattoo. Yeah. The, the spider web originally started in, in, in prison, mm-hmm. at least so I've been told. I'll put it like that. Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time in the joint myself, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so those those are your those are your your biggies that are that are like ah oh, you're gonna regret those. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Talking about the Norse thing, okay? Because I actually see that one a lot. Not necessarily just on uh, the person you're talking mm-hmm. about, but uh, I see it on a lot of people, you know. And I, it never it never ceases to amaze me because like I'll ask, you know, uh, you know, if if I had a big. Uh, Celtic cross on on uh, like the top of my forearm or something. You saw that you'd probably be like, oh, he's probably has a Celtic heritage, so Scottish or Irish or you know Welsh, something something of that sort. Maybe a Dane, who knows? But you know, I, I, so the question comes up when I see a Norse tattoo, like the Norse uh, compass or whatever. I'll be like, oh, are you like Norwegian, Scandinavian? You know, have that kind of hit. What? No. Why? I'm like, I just saw Thor six times in theater. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, I got three for God of Thunder, four for Dark World, and is there another one? Oh yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah. The good one. Yeah. The, the, the only one that was good, I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll ask and be like, hey, uh, you know, are you? Is that a part of your heritage? You know, that's why you're getting that. Because I mean, if so, right on, man. Cool. Huh? No, I mean, I just like Vikings. I'm like, Huh, that has deeper meaning. And they're like, oh, what is it? I'm like, I have I nothing. I, I got nothing to say to that. Not, you know what? Cool tattoo, man. And move on. I'm not gonna I'm not ever gonna insult somebody's tattoo because once again you have to deal with the ramifications of your decisions, right? Mm-hmm. That's there forever unless you actively do something about it, cover it or remove it. It's there forever. So I'm not gonna dog somebody's tattoo, you know. I mean, even if it's ugly as it can be, I Look, I got a big, ugly tattoo on my back, and it will be a big, pretty tattoo by the time I'm done, but I've, I got to be honest with you. The older I get, the less fun getting tattoos becomes. Like used to, I, I'd have got tattooed once a week, didn't care, and now I get one, and I'm like, Ooh, why do I do this? That sucks. <coughs> I can't stand it, especially after I got my chest hammered on. I was like, nah, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. And so I waited like a year and went back and got some more. <laughs> but, uh, but still, um, 
uh, getting back on that is uh, so okay. So you told me about the 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 rough tattoos. Tell me about some good ones, man. I'm sure you've seen some good ones. I've seen some seriously excellent stuff. Uh, the same guy with the Norse tattoo on his forearm. He has like this giant tombstone, uh-huh. and it says "Fallen Brothers." So obviously friends, family, and he's already got a name on there, which I don't really agree with the name that's on there, but I agree with the reason why he's got the tombstone there. Yeah. Yeah, as a memorial really cool. piece. I mean, yeah. that that actually is pretty cool. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, what about you, Brandon? You ever even considered getting a tattoo? Yeah, there's been a couple times, but... Well, I know you've considered it because I used to hammer you about it all the time when we were riding together. I'd be like, dude, would you get some tattoos? You're making me look bad. That did not sound right. <laughs> oh, what, the riding together thing? Riding motorcycles. No, the, the, the I think it was the riding and the hammering, just all that together. Just Oh, yeah. I used to hammer them every time we were riding. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, let me, let me allow me to rephrase. Um, verbally assault. Yeah, I would verbally assault him back Actually. when we used to... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no. the The real reason is, uh, for a while, it was money. Couldn't afford, just simply couldn't afford them. When I was probably about his age, mm-hmm. I'm pointing at Colby here. Uh, it was I had nothing in my life that I was committed to to that level, anything at all whatsoever. Now I have things that I'm committed to. I just haven't done it. That's all yeah. that simply is to it. I haven't done it. I actually had this conversation with my wife uh, last week. See, we're talking about maybe going to Hawaii in December, and she has an awesome, like, octopus on her shoulder, Mm -hmm. and I have always admired it, and octopuses and and things like that, octopi, I guess. Yeah. But but the marine creatures have always kind of been one of her things, so... I thought it'd be nice if I got a, a, a octopus or something somewhere. I kind of like hers, just you yeah. know, go all in. Because at this point, I I fully plan on going like double sleeves, whole body covered. All right. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, but okay. So you're what? Thirty five. Uh, four. Thirty four. Okay, thirty four. Uh, okay, so you've made it thirty four years, no tattoos whatsoever, and, and mm-hmm. without any kind of like, oh, you know, I really wish, but you know, you're just kind of like, no, nah, I just never got one, which is cool. There's no problem with that. Let me to repeat that. That's cool. There's no problem with that. You know, uh, it's just kind of strange that you would go, and, and I don't mean strange in a bad way. I just say for me to comprehend oh it. Oh no, that's what we're here for. It, it, it seems it, it seems like it kind of strange to go from like I have no tattoos. I'm a grown man. I've got my life, where you know, it, mm-hmm. at least heading in a direction. You have a good career. You got a wife. You got a son. And now you're like, ah, you know what? I'll just straight up bodysuit this thing if I you know if I should so I, choose I wear long sleeves at work most of the time anyway I'm a real conservatively dressed person so it's never really going to be an issue I'm not really going to go above the neck I don't want to well excuse me <laughs> a spider on my throat or anything right well and, and I get that and see that was actually always my way of looking at things too is that I, I followed like the military code you know nothing below the cuffs you know nothing above the collar uh, and I think I've I might have said this to you before. I don't know, but like I, I'm dying. I would love to get hand tattoos. I would love to get my hands covered in tattoos. I can't bring myself to do it, for the same reason as I had when I was 18. You know, what if for some reason this doesn't work out, and I try to get a good job somewhere, and I go up to shake the boss's hand, he's like, oh, you got like, some, you know, tattoos all over you. And, and I don't really even think that that would be an issue. But I also spent 10 years of my life in the military, so, you know, I'm, I'm. 
I just kind of abide by the rules. So I got nothing above my collar and nothing below my cuff. So my hands, neck, and face are kind of off limits. I got to admit that is kind of the what goes through my mind when I think about those kind of things. At the same time, though, I don't necessarily think that I, I care to that extent that where it matters about my employment because it, it is what it is at that point. And I will also say with my, my current job, we do have people employed for our company that are younger, like, like Colby here, and they have full sleeve tattoos. It's, it's the nature of the beast. Living in the corporate world, you have to hire people with the tattoos, and you, there's no way you can really discriminate. Otherwise, you're going to really severely hurt yourself with good potential candidates out there for employees. Not to mention litigation. I mean, it's got to be some kind of, <coughs> excuse me, there's got to be some kind of um, legal action. Yeah, yeah, legal action, you know, discrimination That's of some sort. That's you know. true, because that they're, they're always looking to, to for any reason whatsoever to sue you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. If, if somebody can sue you, they're going to. Okay, that's just it. It's like I hear it on a daily basis. Now, a lot of it I don't ever really think much of, because I know for the amounts that they threaten to sue over, that the litigation itself is not worth the, the hassle. But I do hear it on a, on like a daily basis. So, yeah, everyone's always looking to sue somebody. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, what do you think, guys? We've talked tattoos. You, uh, you got anyone, Anybody got some closing remarks on the tattoos? Keep calm, get tattoos. There, there's your closing statement there. Okay, so moving on, we'll uh, talk about something that you're you're. I, I would l I hope I'm past it forever. Uh, Brandon probably hopes the same, but you are still in the trenches, and uh, we very feel much, for you. Very much the trenches. Yeah. Oh God. All right. Uh, anyway, so we're gonna talk about dating. All right. So let me go ahead and tell you how this went. Uh, once upon a time and. 2006 okay um brandon was uh 26 years old i was only uh 17 I, I, he might not have been that old but still <laughs> either way uh okay so back in the day which may or may not have been a wednesday i'm not sure um so i'm assuming that especially when you're still in school and i don't mean just high school college whatever you see a a, a pretty girl and do you, do the youngsters now? Do you approach them? Like, no. What you don't no. even go up and I I do. But well, yeah, but you're kind of cut from a different cloth. I'm in the middle, right? But no, it's find their Snapchat, Snapchat them, find their number, not even number. It's Snapchat. Yeah, it is only Snapchat. Right. Okay. So that's actually something that I'm. You and I have talked about before. That's why I wanted you to get it on this recording. Is that comes off so creepy to me? It's like Tinder. That's. Uh, I met my wife on Bumble. Okay, but that's different. That's, that's that's different. That's a dating app. Even Tinder is different because it's a. Well, we'll put some air quotes up and call it a dating app. You yeah. know, whenever it's clearly a, a sexy Hulk time. Smash. <laughs> yeah, it's a sexy time app. But uh, either either way, so a dating app though, like Bumble or I don't know, like Match dot com. Uh, Plenty of fish. Yeah, all yeah, like all that Christian kind of stuff. Effort. You know, the the sole purpose of you being on that site or that app or whatever is to find a connection. So that's not as weird to me. What's weird to me is the way that, you know, I, and I'm not calling out any of your friends because I don't know any of them, but I'm just going to use your friends as the premise here. So, like, you have your friends that will see this good-looking girl, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of walking up to her and be like, you know, 
hey, how are you? My name's so-and-so. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't help but notice you. Uh, I think you're very pretty. Uh, you know, do you have a boyfriend? Would you be interested in going out to dinner with me sometime? Which is usually, at least to some extent, the way we did things, right? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. But there was there was no <coughs> stalking someone on social right. media. There That's was no laying the groundwork through text messages. And yeah, and no, yeah. You, you actually had to work to. Yeah, yeah. you had put to put that work. work in, man. You had to put the work in, man. Because first things first, uh, I can put up a picture of me that looks a lot better than what I look like. Like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys this now because eventually this show will have visual. And I'm going to go ahead and apologize for not being better looking. Uh, <laughs> but, but, okay, but the point is this. Why do you think we have him here? Right, yeah, because Kobe's <laughs> handsome, man. He is. And he's my nephew. I can say that. It's not weird. Or maybe it's even weirder. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> all right, but, but anyway, so you do the thing where you find a girl, then you start stalking her on the internet finding her facebook page ooh friend request find her on instagram follow find her on snapchat send her a snap uh you know whatever and like everyone now is like oh hey i met this guy or hell yeah i met this girl on uh you know what facebook or whatever i'm like yeah are y'all too young to remember what a catfish is like, how do y'all not? How do y'all yeah. not seen that show? Yeah, like, Colby. Back in our day, whenever we would follow someone, <laughs> we get a restraining order. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> whenever we followed someone, they were like, "Hey, could you stop?" And I was like, "Well, now I know where you live." <laughs> <laughs> For the record, that's a joke. Okay. So anyway, so after we follow someone, you know, we're in trouble with the police, right? But you guys can straight up harass someone on. Facebook and everything else, you know, it's just messenger just blowing up. <laughs> My personal favorite thing that wasn't a thing whenever I was still dating, uh, because I've, I've, you know, I've been married for, I've, I've been with my wife for over eight years, and we've been married in October for seven years, right? So the newest thing I've learned is how, I want to be careful how I say it, because I don't want to make it sound like I mean something I don't. But how we'll say simple, simple because you. I don't want to use the easy word because you know if you say that oh it's easy then someone's like who are you talking about who's easy? Do people do do people still refer to people as easy? Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. So I, I just had to make sure I was still up with the times. But so it, it's much more simple now, right? Because you can just send a message that says hey, you up. <laughs> <laughs> and and then if you don't get a reply, apparently you go to the next person on the list. You up? <laughs> that, that is what we call down bad. What we talked about last one. That's down bad. Okay, you're well, down bad that, if you keep sending that you up. To to me, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, and I'm sure it means down bad, I, whatever. But that's pathetic. In my opinion, that's pathetic. It really is. Um, where you know, like, but what's so bad is this. It doesn't matter. If it's a female pursuing a male or a male pursuing female, whatever the case may be, eventually someone answers. Somebody is like, yeah, what are you doing? And then they have this casual meetup. They do what grown folks do. 
end of relationship and or to be continued until the next time I'm sitting at home with nothing to do and I start texting you up. <laughs> like, that's so messed up to me. Like, like okay, if I found a girl, like, well, I'll use my wife because that's the safest bet at this point. It's <laughs> yeah. the only bet. Yeah, let's yeah. not go with any hypothetical women. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> got, no your, hi- got your back, brother. We're about to hit this uh, not record button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no hypotheticals in this, okay. Uh, so here's the deal. I did connect with my wife on Facebook. Now, here's the deal, though. I have known my wife since we were like, I don't know, like 12 years old, you know, junior high. I've known her for that long. She was always a buddy, never anything more, right? Well, so my first wife and I had gotten divorced. I went directly into a very uh, toxic relationship that was not ever supposed to be a relationship, but it, it turned into one incarceration is kind of how I like to call it but uh, but either way so I'm off of all that I'm single I'm living at home back at my house where I should be just me and the dogs right and honestly uh, a week or so has gone by and I'm like you know what this is nice I'm gonna focus on me I'm gonna do me just this this is this is the way it needs to be at least for now right and then out of nowhere uh, Jennifer popped up on my Facebook. I hadn't seen it in a long time. Well, she had like deactivated her page for a long time What for whatever reason. I mean, I know what it is, but I'm not going to put it out there. Uh, but, so she had reactivated it. And I just, <laughs> it's about 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> and I sent mm. her, you up? No, I'm kidding. I didn't. I, I just sent her, I was like, oh, hey, you know, Jenny, it's been a long time. You know, I, essentially, to show you how romantic I am, I, I'm pretty sure it went something like, shot in the dark, you want to do something sometime? <laughs> and I just kind of looked out, and she was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, but then, you know, besides the first interaction, it was all traditional dating. I went and I picked her up. I took her out to a movie. I took her to dinner. I took her home afterwards. Uh, you know, so on and so forth, and things progressed. And, you know, I, I have, she's the mother of my children. She's the queen of my world. She's my wife. I love her, right? But I had to put that work in. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it wasn't as easy as, hey, you up. I spent five minutes, I ain't got a response. We'll move on to next week. You know what I'm saying? You up, girl? What up? You know, <laughs> a dog going to do what a dog going <laughs> to yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Fish, fish got to swim. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fish got to swim, man. But, you know, so... Stop talking about me, and I'll 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 go on to you. Like, which you're a girlfriend. Uh, yeah. So, how did you guys meet? Uh, actually, it was playing vo- sand volleyball. Okay. So it was in person. Okay. Because I don't use social media that much. I'm not a big fan of it. Right. I I got like really overwhelmed with it in my first year at Tech, and then with my last girlfriend, like it was social media 24/7. I couldn't stand it. Right. And so we were just playing volleyball, and we happened to be on the same team. And I like I walked up, and I was like, "That's pretty fine." <laughs> yeah. That's like, right. And I was like, Tyler, let me be on her team. <laughs> and Tyler's like, I got you. As lame as Tyler is, he says, I got you. For and those of you who don't know, Tyler's his brother, his younger brother. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's OLT to me. He's my other nephew, man. I love that kid. Anyway. But well, we were just playing, and we played for like four or five hours, and then uh, we were just chatting, obviously. And then we I didn't figure anything about her number or any way to contact her until like two days after. And I was like, I had no clue who she was. I didn't know her name or anything. <laughs> I was like, that sucks. But the day of volleyball, we went, and then we drove around, and um, we went to play soccer for a little bit later, like 8 o'clock, 
And then we went to Chili's before it closed. And then we just drove around, went to a park, walked around and talked a lot. And then I had to Snapchat one of her friends that plays volleyball for her name and, like, her contacts. I had no clue who she was. I didn't care in the moment. I just wanted to hang out with her. I wasn't worried about getting the number of Snapchat. See, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that's actually a that's actually a beautiful story. Yeah. Man. I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> like nearly as weird as. Yeah, I mean, like I sound more like the 20 year old tool <laughs> than you do. I mean, you you that was that's good, man. I'm I'm proud of you. That's good. That's really good. And I finally saw a picture of her on Facebook like today from you guys at the lake yesterday mm-hmm. or whatever. And she's a pretty girl, man. She's a really pretty girl. Good for you. So, so how are things going? How long have you guys been dating? Since March. Two, about to be three months. Okay, so just a few months. Yeah. Just still pretty new to it. But we started, that was back in February, though, when we started talking, January. Yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. But, you know, actually dating since March. Yeah. So, yeah, you're still brand new to it, everything. things. I'm sure everything is still just sunshine and rainbows and all that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, which which I'm, I'm going to shatter your dreams here in just a little bit. But don't worry. It all comes out in the end. But, um, but yeah, so <coughs> things are going good, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, any advice you'd like to get from me? I don't recommend it, but, <laughs> you know, you're welcome to ask. But ask Brandon. He's a nicer person than I am. No? No, you're just winging it. Yeah. I don't blame you. That's the best way to date. I don't like putting, um, what's it called? Expectations. I don't like setting expectations. Like, oh, we have to do this. We have to stay together. Like, that's put pressure on the relationship, yeah. and you can't do that. Right. No, I, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%, man. I, I think that's great. I think especially in the especially in the early stages of dating, just wing it, man. Just whatever, whatever it, it, as long as you guys are having fun and enjoying each other's company, then everything's going to work out. You know, there could, uh, you know, could come a time where you're just not really – you know, it's not that you dislike the other person, but, you know, you're just not feeling it anymore. Well, that's the beautiful thing of it. In, you know, the casual dating relationship, you can walk away from it, you know. And I'm not saying you should or you're going to, but, you know, you can. And, and I, I like the fact that you're not putting expectations on it like you're saying, you know. Well, we're already going to be together forever. I know it. And I'll be like, what are you, in third grade? Leave me alone. Yeah, I, you know what? Leave. <laughs> you know? But... Um, but yeah, okay. So let me, and since you are still young in this relationship, I'm sh- I would hope the talks have not come up yet. Uh, but you know, a- as time goes on, if you guys are together for, uh, you know, long enough for you guys to discover, hey, you know, we actually, it's not, we don't just like each other, like we love each other, you know what I mean? Then you might look it into, and I'm not necessarily talking about her, just in general, you'll, you know, you progress, right? Yeah. And you go into marriage. And marriage, uh, if, done correctly will drive you insane. (laughs) But please understand that when I say to drive you insane, I don't always mean in a bad way. Uh, My wife knows exactly which buttons to push at what time to get an explosion out of me, just to make me erupt and just just be a, a, a jerk. You know, she knows exactly how to get me there. She also knows like, she can tell when I come in looking like, you know, a pup with his tail between his legs, just had a bad day. She's the one who knows me best, so she knows how to make me feel better, you know. And, and that there's a lot to be said for that. Marriage is not nearly the nightmare that every married man, every married man, including myself, will make it out to be, at least at some times. Now, 
please understand, I, I don't think that I've ever told anyone, you know, oh, I'm just, I, you know, I hate my wife. You know, that's, that's, not, that's not my thing because if I hated her so much, what am I doing with her? You know what I'm saying? So, like, with me and my wife, we have a very, uh, and, it, and it, took, uh, it took a lot of work, but we've kind of hit this thing now where I understand that she is not like me. You know, whenever I have a problem, I want to come straight at it right now. Let's fix it. There's no sense in worrying about anything else. Let's just get this done now. There's a problem. I want it fixed. That's me. That's the way I've always been. You've known me for 10 years. You've known me since you were seven years old. You know, I mean, that's the way I've always been. There's a problem. We're going to handle it. I'm, I'm not waiting around. There's no sense in stewing on it because I can't let it go. My wife knows that about me. My wife is the polar opposite. There's a problem. I just need some time to think. Like hell you do. Let's do it now. And you know what that does? Makes things worse. <laughs> like significantly worse. Like her bad day that happened because she's upset because she just got a manicure and she chipped her nail has now turned into a referendum on you. <laughs> you know? And you're like, oh man, yeah, I messed this up. I should have I should have just let it go. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you a little advice for not just marriage, but dating as well, okay? Number one, how are you doing? These are, this is a very important question to ask your girlfriend or, you know, you, it, ladies listening, your boyfriend or, or, or whatever else. Show a genuine interest in them. Like, how was your day? And I, if, they, if, they, if they start telling you a story instead of saying, oh, it was good, if they start telling you a story, don't roll your eyes and be like, ah, oh, that's not what I meant. I just want to know, like, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? Because we're all guilty of it. Everyone has done that. Um, so if you ask, you know, how are you doing? And she tells you, oh, I'm good. Be like, oh, that's awesome. You know, what, what's got you in a good mood? You know, tell me about it. Uh, if she says, uh, you know, today was okay, but I'm just kind of over it and everything. Yeah, I, I understand that. You know, you want, you want to tell me about it? If she does, she does. If she don't, be like, all right, sweet. You know, dodge the bullet. <laughs> but if she tells you, hey, I've just had a bad day, the next phrase out of your mouth is very important. And it's something that I believe most men struggle with. I know I do. Because if I hear I've had a bad day, first thing I'm like, me too. Let me tell you about mine. And that's not the way that needs to be handled. You, you'll get your turn. You just wait. You the the first thing that comes out of your mouth needs to be, tell me what's up. And if she says, I just really don't want to talk about it, be like, okay. And then don't talk about your stuff either. Just leave it alone. But there is one more that you have to be most fearful of. Okay. I'm fine. If she says, I'm fine, say, okay, I love you and walk clean. Don't get in on that. I'm fine. That's the worst thing. Fine is the worst emotion that a woman can feel. I, I promise you, at least in my own personal experience, it, it, it's just the worst. You know, I'm fine. I'm like, ooh, no, she's not. Uh, of course, with me, I don't listen to my own advice. So I'm like, well, no, I mean, something's wrong. Go tell me. Tell me what's going on, you know. So I don't want to talk about it. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, come on. We need to talk about it. And then she's mad at me. You know, but once again, I, at least I'm admitting it's my fault. But, uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much a uh, synopsis on uh, 
marriage and and dating, at least from my point of view. I mean, you, Brandon, do you have anything you want to add to that? I mean, no, man. I, I think you you pretty much gave him some good advice there. The only other thing I might throw in there is be sure, no matter who you ultimately decide that you're gonna, you know, spend the rest of your life with, make sure that you're your friends first. Amen. Because that's the truth. Because once you lose that friendship, there's nothing else that will keep them with you. That's right. That's that. That's some real, real right there. That's 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 no cat, bro. Yeah, Did I use that right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we go. I split. All right. All right. I'm hip and I'm with it. <laughs> oh no, lost it. <laughs> I experienced that, like the lost friendship of my last relationship, like immediately, but like I didn't realize it. And then I did realize it was too late. <laughs> yeah, you were in Texas when you realized it. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be <laughs> odd. I learned a lot about accounting there. <laughs> there you go. Hey, see, it's never a loss. It's a learning experience. Yeah. There you go. So uh, so it, pretty much what I'm going to do now is just ramble on to the two of you about something that's been weighing on me a lot. And it's been weighing on me for, honestly, I guess probably about three or four years now. Um, but it's something that, I don't know. It's something that means a lot to me because I deal with, uh, you know, I guess for the lack of a better way of putting it, I deal with mental health issues. I, I, I deal with anxiety and depression. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not some miserable dude just like, you know, has the, the what is the cartoon, the loser cloud that hangs over me, just a rainy cloud over me and no one else. It's, it's not like that. But, you know, I, I have tendencies to get my feelings about things and sometimes I can't let them go, Right. So basically what I'm going to talk to you about is from, once again, from my own personal experience, uh, what I have, on my opinion, these are things that make the fire in a man's soul go out, you know, um, and, you know, culturally speaking, you know, honestly, the culture is actually pushing for that right now, in in my opinion, right? Because, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to judge anybody for what they're doing, you know, do you boo-boo? Everything's fine, but when you take masculinity away from a man, you know it's 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 toxic now. You know what I'm saying? And I understand there is such thing as toxic masculinity or or whatever. You know, but I'm talking about your average Joe, your 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 guy who's going home to his wife and his kids and his home, and he's taking care of things. He's grinding it out every day. He's doing what he's got to do, but man, he's just starting to lose himself, right? Well, it's because, uh, like I said, culture right now is starting to push in a direction where men shouldn't act manly, right? I mean, you follow me so far? Or, or yeah, Okay. I see that. Okay, so th- the reason I'm getting at this is this. Men, uh, masculinity is, is not a bad thing for a man. A man should act like a man, right? So I... Uh, what I found is that the more and more time I spent focused on my business, my wife, my child, soon to be children, mm-hmm. you start losing who you are. You know, you put so much focus on who they are and developing them and to help them and to, you know, like to help my wife reach her goals, you know, finishing college, getting a good job, which thankfully we did because. She's the money maker in the house now. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you paved the way for that. Uh, well, I mean, Which a man is and like to I do. said, it was it was. I, I do feel like I did, but it was not by myself. My wife worked 
all the way through college while she was pregnant. I mean, that's tough, man. She's a superhero, and I, I give her full props for that any day of the week. You know, I didn't do it by myself. But what I do know that I did is I worked my hands to the bone making sure that she stayed in school and she finished. You know, a woman as brilliant as my wife, and I mean that. Seriously, I'm not just trying to score points with my wife. My wife is brilliant. But sometimes she lacks motivation. I'm a motivator motivator. I mean, that's, that's what I am, man. I, I've, I've always been pretty good at motivating people. Uh, so I did it. I told her, I was like, no, I'm, I'm not working this hard for you to drop out of school. It's, it's over with. You're going to finish. I said, think about all the work you're putting in. You know what I'm saying? But that, that's kind of a good example of I put all my focus on that. And then I became a father. Well, I mean, what are you going to do, right? You got to focus on the kid, especially a, 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 a guy like me who, you know, I was always like, oh, I just don't know if I'm ready to be a dad. I was 27 when I became a father, so uh, I should have been ready. My dad, I think, had my brother when he was like 25 or something. I, I don't know. He wasn't too much younger than me, but either way. Um, getting back on subject here though is like you focus on things your career you focus on things like your relationship your your children your you know your your whatever and you don't focus on yourself okay so the reason i brought up all the masculinity stuff is this the way i figured out how to reignite the fire is if you're a man go out and do some man stuff you know go buy you a good cigar sit out on your back porch and smoke it Enjoy yourself. Pour a glass of whiskey, or if you don't drink, have a water or a Coke, Dr. Pepper, whatever you want, and and just sit out there and enjoy it. You know, if if you're not into that, that's fine. You can do something else, man. If you got a if you got a car or, or a hobby, or it doesn't even have to be something as as stereotypical. You know what I'm saying? If your hobby is to build model airplanes, and it makes you feel good, you should do that. You know, you should make time to do that. You know, we focus so much on, uh, and, and once again, I'm, I'm not knocking, you know, encouraging other people to do the same, but like, you know, most of the commercials you see or most of the things that you hear is usually like, you know, hey, mom needs a day off, right? Hey, I think we can all agree that mom needs a day off, but what we don't ever hear is that dad does too, you know what I'm saying? And every once in a while, you got to be able to stop being the, the manny and stop being, you know, the, the caretaker or the diaper changer or the whatever and go out and do something for yourself, right? I'm not talking about doing it every day. No, your focus, if you really want to be a true man, your focus is going to stay on your family. But every great once in a while, man, it, like with me, I have property. So one thing that I did that quite literally ignited a fire was I went and lit up a brush pile that was way too big to be burning. It was this it was this massive <clears throat> fire, right? And it made me feel so good because I was like, yeah, I, I did that. You know, and, and it's something so simple. And I know it might even sound silly, but there's some truth to it. It's a little bit it, it's therapeutic, you know what I mean? For instance, like with me, I've always connected to music. And man, I can I, I've got a playlist for every emotion I feel. You know what I'm saying? If I'm uh kind of beat down but determined uh give a little plug here uh the the head and the hearts made a song called rivers and roads and it is fantastic if i'm beat down but still determined that's my go-to 
if I'm just kind of feeling myself, I usually some like Jack Harlow. <laughs> I might listen to Ghost or, uh, or, or you know, Killer with, with Eminem and uh, who was the other one? Uh, Corday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I usually listen to, like, Jack Harlow's part, and I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. <laughs> killer remix. Yeah, yeah, Eminem killer. featuring yeah. Jack Harlow and Corday. Yeah, 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 thank you. Right. I'm a cold-blooded version of the song title. I was like, whoo, that boy went hard right there. But, you know, I mean, that's my thing. I, I find something that I connect with. Friends. Music. At, you know, outdoors for me. I, I like being outside unless it's 110, which is, is Arkansas, so that's about eight months out of the year. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, man, you know, I, I just do stuff like that and it, it helps. It, it just helps keep me, I don't know, centered, I guess you could say. Sometimes you do have to, to, to give yourself a little bit of time to do a little bit of self care. Yeah. It's a type of maintenance that I think everyone should do. But specifically on the subject that we're talking about, you being a man, right, and wanting to feel those, you know, you want to you want to feel like the man, right. And part of the way to make yourself feel like the man is to take some time out of your day, even if it's just a little bit, but take some time just for you, right. I, I tell you this honestly, the the place where I find most of my peace anymore is I put my headphones on, I get on my lawnmower, and I mow my three acre property. You know what I'm saying? Which you know I'm not going to mow the rest of it because. I got horses on that, but you know, the, the, you know, acre and a half to two acres, I think it actually is my, my actual yard. I mow. It takes me about three hours to mow it. And honestly, once a week I get my head right because I jump on my mower. So I'm a stereotypical dad you know, or, or what is it? A basic dad. I'm a basic dad. Like, and, and I'm that guy too. I'll step out on my front porch and be like, that's a good lawn. Throw on them white New Balances. Hey, don't don't even don't even. I've already, I saw them at the shoe store in the mall the other day, and I told my wife, I was like, I'm buying those shoes. In fact, I'm gonna buy two pairs of those shoes. One that can get all grass stained and be my my yard working shoes, and then I'm gonna get me some jorts and some uh, you know maybe high ankle socks. You know what I'm saying? White, white ones, yeah, to wear with my white mm-hmm. New Balances. With your white skin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, <laughs> there's tattoos on my legs. It works out. <laughs> but, we already talked about that. Anyway, <laughs> but, but yeah, man, I mean, it, it's all about that. It's just what you're talking about, self-care, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying blow off all your responsibilities to go build a bonfire. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is take some time. If you want to do small increments, do it once a day. You know what I mean? Take take you ten minutes a day and focus on yourself. If you if you're like me and have a four year old child that won't allow me to have five minutes to myself until eleven thirty at night, then find something you can do to just kind of you don't have to leave your family behind. Just find something to get by yourself for a little bit of time each week to do something you want to do. You know, I mean, like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It might be like you know, I think I'm gonna go out and finally organize the garage well if that's something you're setting your mind to it kind of goes back to what we talked about before with you know true happiness and fake happiness you know true happiness usually comes at least in some part comes from you set a goal for yourself you go out you put the work in you achieve the goal and there's a sense of uh, gratification Mm -hmm. there's a sense of accomplishment there's uh, you know and there's happiness involved self-satisfaction yeah exactly Uh, so I mean Mm -hmm. I, I think that this is, I mean, I, I think that it's necessary for every man to do it. And honestly, 
up until uh, just recently, I didn't ever do it. So, I mean, I definitely recommend that if you're not doing it, you should. So, like, yeah, I've been doing the same thing, kind of like fishing. I try to go fishing once in a while, not too much because I get bored, but, like, enough to get a fish and then feel good for about a couple of weeks and then get another small fish and feel better. <laughs> I got a collection of three-inch fish. <laughs> what? <laughs> a little perch. And then so, wait, wait, wait. So no one's going to touch that. Look at that. We are gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Opinionated Gentleman and realize that by now we are only refined hooligans. I uh, hope you can tune in next week for our next episode. I'm Hoot Hobbs. I'm C-Lane. Stay classy. Case closed.